Hi, my name is Steve Dickman, President for Outpost Centers International, and we're just pleased to be able to bring you a report from what's happening in the Ukraine and some of the challenges there today. It's a very powerful report. We have a variety of individuals with us today, and it really brings us a sense of how things are going there. And we're asking you, friends, to really engage in praying for what's happening there in the Ukraine. There's such a huge need there. The humanitarian crisis aspect of what's happening is really overwhelming, and many of them are on the front lines, and they're talking about their personal experience. So today we hope and pray that you'll be blessed as you listen to what's happening there in the Ukraine. Shama, I'm going to go to you first. Maybe you can tell us just what's happening and how Beautiful Minds is being a blessing. Even though you're not on the ground there, you're being a blessing and, and ministering to folks there. So I'm with Beautiful Minds, and um, one of the team members connected us with the director of Hope Channel Ukraine and just let us know the big needs in mental health. There's trauma, there's PTSD, there's anxiety, and now we're getting into the longer term mental health needs where there's exhaustion and there's how do we deal with the unknown and not knowing what's coming next and people separated from their families and just a lot of mental health needs in the country. So at Beautiful Minds have a podcast called the Brain People Podcast. And so we said, you know, we can dedicate some of our episodes to these topics. And so we have recorded already several episodes on trauma, on post-traumatic stress disorder, on resilience in stressful times. And the one we just did actually last night when families face crisis. One of the things that we had on this last episode is a family that has gone through crisis and created a crisis survival guide. And it's a beautiful guide for how do you deal with trauma, both in the short term and facing the long term and finding hope in those crises. That guide will be available on our website, beautifulmindshealth.com, but it's also been translated into Ukrainian and we'd like to be able to get it out to more people. So our need right now is how do we, uh, I think we have someone that might get them printed, but how do we get them out to the people that need them the most? We're happy to be able to contribute in a small way. And these episodes will then be aired on the Hope Channel in Ukraine. I'm going to go to Andy, who's on the ground in Lviv. Andy, you are distributing literature every day. You're out on the streets. Adding a mental health component to what you're distributing could be powerful. Talk to us. What are the greatest needs right now for you as you're distributing literature with Gideon Rescue Company? What is your greatest need right now? The need I need is not financial, but sometimes people they ask, okay, can you give us the track? But also, can you help us with the other stuff? Can you buy something for us? And sometimes I do that. I take money from my own pocket. I go and buy and I give them literature at the same time. Sometimes people, they just ask, talk with me, you know, or they want to be listened. I try to give them a good advice, even trying to show them that take this track, read, maybe something will help. Sometimes I meet very mean people and especially to those people, I try to help them, reach them, give them literature, something that will help them because the states they are in, it's horrible. It also depends if this is a train station. Yes, there are a lot of people and there are good people are also mean people like the soldiers because sometimes I think I'm suspicious. But in most cases, even I remember some soldiers stopped me. They took my documents. I gave them even a track. I said, okay, you took my documents. Here's the track. There were like a few episodes, but I think, yeah, I need 
more people to support me. I also spoke with the pastor. Maybe he will find the people who will help me. But I don't know. Appreciate what you're doing there every day out on the streets, distributing literature, helping people to find hope. But we also want to make the appeal, the strong appeal today, friends. If the Lord is impressing your heart to go to Ukraine, we can connect you with Gideon Rescue Company on the front lines, and you could be in Lviv distributing literature, giving hope to people. Just pray and ask the Lord if he's putting a burden on your heart to go help there. We also have with us today Ostop from Build and Restore. Ostop, I know that you have friends and family in the Ukraine, and you've been uh, in touch with a lot of people there and continue to help what's happening. And just tell us uh, what is the biggest need right now from your perspective and how can people help? We definitely need the prayers of those that are concerned about Ukraine. And the need is threefold. We're looking for volunteers to physically go either to Ukraine or the neighboring countries to help. We're looking for those that would want to be supporters here on the ground in the U.S. and collect supplies and resources to be sent. And we also need those that can support our institutions, whether it's a lifestyle center in Bulgaria, whether it's a center in Moldova, Poland as well, that have been helping. Another need that is here in the U.S., if you are able to host someone coming from the Ukraine, you can provide a spare bedroom, you can provide a place for someone to stop and get familiar with the country here and the way that we live life here for them to get started. You can also reach out to us. We have refugees coming in through the border in Mexico. We have some that are flying in to the various states where they just need someone to help them for the first month to get settled. Okay, that is another whole opportunity. Thank you for sharing that opportunity opportunity as well, Ostop. And maybe friends, in fact, I know I've had a few contacts from people and I haven't known where exactly to steer them. So Ostop, maybe you can be kind of a, a coordinator there to some degree, since you know uh, more people and know the language and that kind of thing. So maybe we'll steer some of those people your way in terms of they want to help. They may have a bedroom. They may have a place they can host someone. And uh, let's just open that up, friends. If you have that uh, if you are, want to engage in that way, contact us and we will put you in touch or you can go to our website, the Outpost Centers International website, and you can contact Build and Restore there. And uh, we'll, their, their contact information is listed on that donation page as well. So thank you, Ostop, for mentioning that. But right now we're going to go to Adventist Help. Adventist Help is on the front line setting up a mobile clinic there and working in the country of Moldova. Marcus, tell us about what is the greatest need right now for Adventist help on the front lines. This morning, the song in my head was, is your burden heavy? Then I went to the WHO office. I met with some very nice people and they promised to help us with getting the equipment in and the work permits for our doctors sorted out. And when I left, the song was rejoicing the Lord always that came to my mind. So we are looking for volunteer medical staff, especially we will need a dentist. We have a complete new mobile dental clinic donated, will be brought to us within the next two weeks. And the dentist who comes along with it will leave again at the end of May. So from the end of May onwards, we are looking for a dentist and maybe a dental hygienist. And as we just found out, there is uh, needs also outside of Moldova. So we are flexible. We want to keep everything mobile and serve wherever the need is biggest. Kim, I know you mentioned earlier that there was uh, a need for a specific kind of person. Tell us about that need. Marcus has been uh, working things over with World Health Organization. 
their requirements for reporting are extensive. They want on every person treated, what type of treatment, what they were treated with. And uh, a medical record secretary would be a great help. Starting with the medical, we'll have to do the same thing for the dental. The people in Moldova are not wealthy. They're more on the lower income side of life. Moldova is restricted. And these folks are opening up and giving from their hearts and giving what little they have to the people flowing in. As I was sharing this yesterday with a good friend, he said, you know, Kim, we got over $200,000 in our local church fund. And if I showed you this church, folks, it's just a little country church. He says, we've been sitting on this money. We've been guarding this money. And I thought, you know, what a great time for local churches that have got money tucked away for ministry to participate in an activity like this. And, you know, sometimes we don't know what our money will be used for. So I have an appeal for you. Talk to your local church then you or someone in your church that you believe you can trust, get on a plane, fly over to Moldova, fly over to Romania, fly over to Ukraine and invest your local church's money. You can trust it with OCI. You can trust it with Adventist help. Or you know what? The Lord may inspire you to personally get involved. And you can tell your church members what their money is accomplishing. But folks, the need is terrific. People are sacrificing from the little they have. And I just appeal to you, let's get along beside them. Let's provide dental care, medical care, food care. Let's help pay their electricity bill as they minister to others. Powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. What an opportunity, friends. If you've been thinking about getting involved in mission work, now may be the time for you. We can help you coordinate that. We can put you in touch with the right people. You're not going into a totally unknown situation. It would be a blessing for us to be able to help you engage in ministry. We're going to go now to Sandy. Sandy, you have been just in the last day or so, you're working with Gideon Rescue Company, and you have been out to the, your camp area. Tell us about your experience and how that impacted you and what you see as the need. I was very thankful to visit the school. Igor is a wonderful director, and I see the need for a lot of people to uh, interact with the children because they really want you to talk with them, visit with them, pat them on the head, and play a game. But the biggest need right now physically is for a building. And so they need funds to complete this building. It's going to be a three-floor building where there can be showers and a place for some of the IDPs to stay. And on top floor, they're going to have a church. It's a beautiful camp and they have lots of room, but they need some more facilities built. So cash is something that's really needed and it's a very deserving place. You're helping with Gideon Rescue Company. Now we have a demonstration here of the variety of people we need in the field. You're not a teenager anymore, but God has put it on your heart to go help in the Ukraine and God bless you and protect you. And I know God's going to bless your ministry there. Thank you for what you're doing on the ground for these people. I want to bring in Patty at this point. Patty, could you just talk to us a little bit about that total project need and, and how people can help? We were just talking with Dr. Yuri, and he was explaining the conditions there uh, with the children, as Sandy has also said. But the space constraints are really limiting, especially with the bath, shower, and laundry facility. No place for the children to play indoors or meet for a group for worship. So they have very quickly put together a plans for a three-story building that will accommodate all of those needs. And the first phase would include the bathrooms, which are the most significant. 
And that lower level, the first phase would be $150,000. They need half of that $150,000 to get started. And they're waiting for that, but it is a crucial need. And we have some funds, to my understanding, 40,000 so far towards that 75 to get it launched. So we're really hoping that people can contribute towards this on the OCI website. Thank you, Patty. What a blessing. Thank you for kind of summarizing that for us. We're going to go now to Dr. Gury. Dr. Gury, you have an amazing operation going there and uh, just share with us about the greatest needs that you see and how people can be helpful in your situation. My dear brothers and sisters, the prayer is the urgent need because stress uh, two months pursue of war, its uh, exhaustion became a regular feeling and what we have as a team at the individuals and I see it in the eyes of our teams in your camp, uh, in our clinic in Angelia Clinic, our team members are very proactive but I see that need is huge and became more huge. Our Lord is amazing. He blessed us during last month. We had over 500 visits of patients in Angelia into just to and dental visits. We are doing it so almost for free, plus over 1,000 visits of patients to mobile clinics in area for refugees plus we just i was amazed with a bread delivery project we calculated that we lord has helped us to deliver and to spread over 15000 breads during two months and there is a still line of the people waiting about 200 people three times a week they're waiting of bread even in Kiev is a capital. So can you imagine the suburbs and the front lines? So the greatest needs, it's your prayer support and the needs in volunteers because volunteers at your camp just to uh, come and help children be happy, play with them. Volunteers in uh, our mobile clinic, primary care doctors, family doctors, dental hygienists. So you can be really helpful. All these activities around these Romanian borders, so it's pretty safe territory. Thank you, Dr. Yuri, for that strong appeal for prayer and for volunteers that may be willing to go in and help. Friends, today we've been through a variety of things here, and uh, we're going to talk also today with Denzel McNeilis, who's on the front lines there, and Pastor Mark Finley in the country of Hungary, and Brian Schwartz. We're going to have a conversation with them about how the work is going there on some of the outside areas of Ukraine, some of the needs there, and what a blessing uh, some of the materials are already being. I could spend a long time on this because uh, there's been so much that we've been able to see here, and our hearts just break for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine that have been hurt by this war and uh, the the loss that they've had of life and separations of families and the, the stories we heard over and over again were just uh, heartbreaking. It's hard to hold back the tears as you're listening to it. It's so, uh, it, there's so much uh, heartache that's gone on there. We've been involved with the literature work. We've realized one thing, I thought we could distribute literature here locally quickly, but the problem we have is that the refugees move out quickly. They go to their families, they go to other places. And it's interesting, I had discussions today with our division and we've talked to them about getting the Ukraine literature to each one of the major cities in, in all throughout Europe. And we're gonna start working that way to get our literature out because there's so many refugees that are going 
going on, not just here. They're like, they'll come here to Hungary. They'll be here for three, four days, and then they head off to Germany. Uh, There's just, they're going all over the place. The lady, she was in her basement for 21 days. Her buildings around her were bombed out, and there's 160 people in her basement. People are dying of heart attacks. She didn't know how cold it was, but she could see her breath the whole time she was there. When I asked her, is there any needs that I could help her with? She says, well, what I'd really like you to do is help my son-in-law's ministry that he has in Brazil. Nothing for her, nothing for what she needed. She wanted to help with ministry. When she prayed and when she read the Bible to the people in the basement, they all had comfort. So she was ministering to these people in her basement. Well, I concur with Denzel. There are so many heartbreaking stories We met a little girl today, 11 years old, here with no parents, here with her sister. Heartbreaking to see these kids that have been so traumatized by war. I think the things that I have noticed most were first the love of the Polish and Hungarian Adventists. It's a demonstration of first century Christianity have opened their churches. People are sleeping in the churches. They have organized craft times for the children. They provided them with food, warm, comfortable beds and lodging. And to see that first century New Testament love of Christ, it's a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week journey for them. Each evening, we are having meetings for the church. I'm preaching a series on hope, and this series is being streamed from Poland to Ukraine and from Budapest to the Ukraine. And last night, there were over a thousand devices that were listening in addition to a large local audience. I think the need, them are about three areas. One, the need for prayer. The second area is financial support. It can be done through OCI, it can be done through ADRA. The local churches, they're running out of finances to feed these people. And when you think of hundreds of local churches that are providing the food, that's a real big, big challenge. I didn't really know what to expect uh, when I came. Um, they've just come through the worst trauma that they'll probably ever have ever experienced in their lives. One person that had been helping the refugees for the last month wound up in the, in the mental health hospital for the past week, just overwhelmed, carrying that burden. And uh, the overall message is that the providers are overwhelmed. The actual survivors and refugees are just in a complete state of shock at this point. PTSD is uh, common among refugees, over 50%. If they come out of an active war, it can be as high as 85%. This is something that we will be dealing with for not just weeks. It's amazing to see the resilience of the children. I represent Amen, and we do a lot of medical and dental clinics, but I do think the biggest needs that they have is for mental health counseling. And it turns out just having somebody sit down and listen to them was very, very helpful anybody with a mental health background just to make themselves available. That You've been listening to these reports. Uh, I think this is number nine. If you haven't seen them all, you can go to our website and to our YouTube channel there, the Outpost Centers International YouTube channel. You can review these reports and you'll see that the condition of things there is not improving at this point. It's continuing to be challenging and the needs are growing. We're really asking for you to pray fervently that the Lord would intervene in this situation and take control of this situation and that the conflict would soon be ended. Meanwhile, we're also asking urgently that you would share this video with your friends and your family and that many more hundreds of individuals would get involved in 
either going and helping or they would get involved financially in supporting the work of these ministries that are on the front lines. They are your hands and feet today. They are helping these people in need. And we're just praying that, again, you would get involved in some way in helping people that have needs greater than we have. Thank you, friends, uh, for your support. Thank you for sharing this video with others. Thank you for all you're doing. And thank you for your continued prayers for our brothers and sisters who are suffering. May God bless you. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.